respeito do que se diz, a respeito do que se quer dizer. Sobre um retrato falado ou calado, de algo que vem soado ou pintado, vem expressando o sentido vivido, que não tem cor, não tem sopro ou ouvido. O que não é e o que é, só tem sentido ser concebido e traduzido pelo tempo. Ao que ela quer compor É uma questão, é uma questão É uma questão de cor, de ser, de ver De cor, de som, de agogô Ela Ela é absolutamente a mente O manto, a morte, a mente, o humor Ela Ela é semente Ela é somente Só amor
You are listening to Test Zone at Home here on Mixler.com. I'm your host, the Evening Nugget Dragger, and it is three minutes after 12. The last two hours, I have been bringing you the best in beats and possibly some things that could qualify as beatless, as presented here in the Happy Valley. Uh, we started tonight's video to be getting up the gosh darn set list, uh, which is kind of handy for me letting you know what I played. Also, we're going to start tonight's um, uh, restoration set list with some TMI. I have to pee, so we're going to try and get through this before, I don't know, 4 a.m. because I don't want an unfortunate accident that I'd have to clean up, which is to say, yes, we are going to have an accelerated recitation of the set list. Um, <laughs> and if you hear running water in the background, I don't know what it is. We did, in fact, start with Extra World, which uh, the song was Magnetic Fields, which initially I wrote down as I have too many tabs open. I wrote down as Magnetic Fields Extra World, and that is somewhat complicated because of the fact that there actually is an artist named The Magnetic Fields. Uh, they are a um, <clears throat> indie pop group. Not something I'm too likely to play in this show, but there are some remixes of them from the 90s that I quite like because they blend somewhere between Shoegazer and 90s Down Tempo. But uh, the song, in fact, was by Extra World. Um, the um, <clears throat> uh, um, name of the song was uh, Magnetic Fields and... Um, uh, the album is uh, self-released. It came out uh, last summer, right in the middle of COVID, called Aphelion, which is the name of an mp3.com artist who made some really good atmospheric drum and bass 20 years ago and has been promising for about a decade to re-release it in better format and hasn't. Um, Extra World is a um, actually um, local to me, effectively. He's from uh, New Hampshire. Um, but it's... <laughs> I mean, I'm not totally sure on this, but he's listed as being from New Hampshire. Uh, however, uh, he studied music at the University of Leeds, and there's, of course, a Hampshire in England, but I don't think they call it New Hampshire. I believe New Hampshire is, strictly speaking, the Yankee state, which is remarkably close to me because everything here in New England is ultimately rather small and not that far apart, especially our brain cells. Um, he put out two albums, uh, both last year, uh, Aphelion and Starless, um, and he has them on his Bandcamp, which is really handy because you can get them in flack for a reasonable price. Followed X-World with Entheogenic, that was Habitual Overtones, uh, which is from the album Spontaneous Illumination that came out almost 18 years ago, all the way back in 2003. And boy, howdy, have strain, um, uh, physical copies of it gotten quite expensive. Um... I think I paid less than $15 for mine shipped, but now the cheapest for sale is $67 plus screw you shipping. It's going to be over 70 by the time you get it shipped. Uh, and uh, one of the other ones is 620 kroners. I don't know what that translates to. $90 um, with including shipping. And then the third guy wants $144 for it. I do not understand why this album got so expensive. It's fine, but also... Here's the, the thing, as was the case in so many uh, instances with uh, compilations on a number of um, uh, European, uh, particularly UK, and in this specific instance, German um, Psytrance labels, they had previously released the whole goddamn album as a second CD on a uh, mix. Uh, well, one disc is mixed, the other is an album. Uh, two CD set earlier that same year. Uh, and I have that as well. It's DJ Antaro. I don't know what I think about him. Global Psychedelic Trance Compilation Volume 9. 
Uh, and the first CD is a mix of whatever DJ Antaro played. And the second one is uh, the entire Entheogenic album, which they then released as a single CD and now people want $144 for. I do not understand the used, uh, or the, I should say, secondary market for physical media in 2021. It is clearly populated by crazy people. We followed Entheogenic with Ibizar and the Trumpet Man. That was Sirocco which is from the Ambient Collection Volume 4, which came out all the way back in 2000. Um, Ibizar, of course, is Lenny Ibizar. Lenart Karup, he has been um, at it for a very long time now. Uh, the first Ibizar album came out in 97, but uh, he was doing things around uh, Ibiza uh, well before that, primarily as a DJ. And he is doing that to this day, though. Um, I'm afraid, uh, as is so uh, often the case in the last year, uh, COVID has kind of um, put the kibosh to most of his live performances. And from what I've heard on uh, social media, he's itching to play live again. Followed Ibizar with uh, Elucid Nation. That was Havens Above. I always want to say Heavens Above, but it's Havens Above. And that is from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a CD they released on Interchill uh, back in 2013. That's a Canadian downtable label. I have the web release, which is listed as coming out the same year 2013, but at least in my uh, observance, they uh, actually released it far after that. Um, Elucid Nation is um, a fellow named Bruce Bickerson. I don't know too much about him except for he's quite prolific. He's only been putting out albums since 2002, and he's put out 25 of them. Most of them are on Lucid Recordings, which is his own label. He is a really prolific cat. He's not Russian, but he kind of behaves like those crazy Russian sideshow producers. Uh, Fought Hallucination with Nacho Sotomayor. His real name is Ignacio. That was Electro, which is a song that doesn't sound like his name at all because it doesn't sound like what electro music sounds like in the slightest. That is from his first La Roca album, which came out all the way back in 1999. He's done a pile of those. Um, looks like he is up to volume uh, 10, which came out in 2018. Um, though that's... A little bit up for debate because I'm seeing some overlap, but he's done a bunch of them. Uh, he is uh, one of the bigger. Um, also, his name is Ignacio Sotomayor Roman, and he goes by Nacho Sotomayor because that's his alias, I guess. Um, he is one of the bigger um, Spanish, as in Spain, downtempo producers. Spain actually has a not insubstantial downtempo scene, but it's not too widely known outside of Spain, which is a real shame. Uh, Nacho Sotomayor with Nova June. That was Did It All Again, which is actually the opening track from their 2002 album, Ground, on the short-lived but excellent uh, Max Select Records. They did a second album in 2009 called No Way Out, which is more or less unobtainium. After uh, about a decade of searching, I kid you not, I finally found a flat copy of it on Soulseek. Uh, I did once see it actually for sale, and the website said this is specifically forbidden to be sold in the United States, because screw you. Uh, I found Nova June with Lemongrass. That was Feels Good. That is from the album um, uh, Solar Incense, which came out all the way back in 2002. Lemongrass is a uh, German fella named Roland Voss, who is uh, prolific by the standards of prolific down devil producers, going all the way back to 1995. Uh, he records primarily under the name Lemongrass, but he has a host of aliases, and he runs his own label, Lemongrass Music, one word, because German. Uh, we could be here the rest of the evening discussing the amount of music that man has cranked out in the last 25-plus years, but as I may have mentioned at the outset, I have to pee. Uh, we fall Lemongrass with Galaxy. That was uh, Bile Celestial, 
which is from his album uh, Angel, which came out all the way back in 1998. Galaxy is a um, a German, uh, well, producer of primarily Psytrance named Boris Blen. I've always disappointed he never used a uh, blender uh, alias because he has a bunch, including uh, Blue Beat, uh, his own name, Digital Island, uh, Jupiter 8000, of course, uh, Paradise Connection. Uh, but he never uh, did anything as Blender, which probably has to do with the fact that um, he's a humorless German and my jokes aren't that funny. Uh, that was the first album he did under the name Galaxy, though he had done a number of things under names like Paradise Connection, going all the way back to 1995. Um, Angel is uh, an interesting blip, uh, mix of late 90s downtempo as clearly... Um, uh, informed by a, at that point, uh, Psytrance that some people are still calling it Goatrance, uh, Sonic Palette, but avoiding most of the cheese on it, which means it has aged quite well. Uh, that track right there is actually one of the shorter ones at only, well, actually it's one of the mid-length ones at nine minutes. There's a couple real epics on there, a uh, 12-minute and a 20-minute track. Uh, followed Galaxy with Azure Taint. That was Glossrausch. Azure Taint is a, effectively a one-off project. Um, from Germany, uh, it's uh, by uh, Kai uh, uh, Michel. I think it's Michel. I don't think it's Michael. I think it's Michel, uh, who records under a host of names, but he's only really done a handful of uh, things under the name Azure Taint. He did Funky Elements all the way back in 2000, one vinyl EP in 2005, which as far as I know is Unobtainium. And then he did a, a couple years ago, uh, actually three years ago at this point, he did a... Um, a very different sounding web EP called Innocence, which is basically different kinds of dubby techno. Uh, not really like the downtouble that he was producing all the way back in 2000. Uh, Follow the Jour Taint with Alex Cortez, Mr. Adimoy. That was Silver Lining, which is from his album Make Believe, which came out in 2001. And even though it's actually the third, in some senses, it's effectively the second album he did a name uh alex cortese because the first one volume one from 98 on his own label vibin dutchman is first of all it's unobtainium i have a copy neener but in addition to that uh it never got wide distribution and everything that he's done since then mood food make believe mesmerizing magnifico see a pattern here um have had fairly international distribution uh, i've been able to get all of them in the united states without uh having to resort to things like eBay, which is very handy. And now, of course, all of his stuff is web release. The first one, though, which has a lot of material that he has not re-released, remains limited to a very uh, short pressing run in 1998, only in his native Netherlands. And boy, does it get expensive on the used market. Uh, followed expertise with Charlie North. That was Lost and Found. That is um, not, and I repeat, not on Soulseek. Charlie North is, though when I type in Charlie North into uh, the Google, the, um, excuse me, the <coughs> Discog search engine, which is infamously terrible, the reason I said Google, Freudian slip there, I have ended up searching for artists that I care about, in quotes, space, site, colon, discogs.com, into Google to get what I'm looking for. It so happens on the second page results, they actually do give me the Charlie North they give a shit about. He is a um, British fella. He has put out a pile of stuff, but it's all self-released, meaning that it is a nightmare to find. Uh, that is from one of his albums. He, I think he released it on CDR, but it's also a web release, which is how I got my hands on it. Uh, it's a shame his material is so much of a pain in the ass to actually locate, because from what I've heard, it's pretty good. 
Follow Charlie North with Edie Swanks. That was Slapping Detectives. That is from a split release with the Verbrilli sound called uh, Deep Down. Uh, it's so funny how they spell it. Deep Down, one word. Tempos, one word. Volume, oh, one. Normally you write down tempo as one word and deep would be its own word, but don't ask me to explain upstairs uh, recordings. Uh, and that is from, it's it's a compilation, but it's not because it's Verbrilli Sound, Telefuzz, and Edie Swanks. Verbrilli Sound is Don Verbrilli. Telefuzz is Don Verbrilli. I strongly suspect that Edie Swanks is also Don Verbrilli. I have never confirmed this. Don maintains a very minimal social networking presence, and I respect him for that. I've sent him a few messages, but I make it a point to not annoy the man. And I have never beat on his door furtively and asked, are, are you in fact Edie Swanks? But everything that I have been able to do is points to that being, it's either Don Verbilly by himself or Don working with someone else. Because not only does every Edie Swanks track appear on a, either a split release or a compilation as it were with a bunch of tracks clearly authored by Don Verbilly, and also Edie Swanks material really sounds like something Don would have produced. Um, so I strongly suspect he had involved with it, but I've never gotten that confirmed. Uh, photo Evie Swanks with the Star Seeds. That was Behind the Sun, the Deep Ambient Mix, which, strictly speaking, is the first track ever released by the Star Seeds. It is the opening song on the 1995 album, almost 26 years ago at this point, because it came out in April of uh, 1995 on Waveform Records, 2AD, Volume 2, Ambient Dub. Uh, which is actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's obviously the second um, ambient uh, dub in the AD series. Uh, it's not the second release, though, on... Um, uh, I've totally lost the plot here. Uh, Waveform Recordings, because they actually did the U.S. release of the Higher Intelligent Agency's color form in 94, <clears throat> which is... if both effectively and actually the second release on Waveform. And then in the spring of 95, uh, they released uh, Volume 2, uh, 280 Volume 2 Ambient Dub, which um, has a bunch of mid-90s down-tempo artists you might expect. There's the Irresistible Force mix of Cold Cut. Sounds like I'm Triangle, one of the best songs they ever did, particularly back then. Biosphere's Baby Interface, A Positive Life's Pleading Communication. Uh, and then... Uh, as I said, opening with uh, Starseeds, Behind the Sun, Deep Ambient Mix. You wouldn't actually get the original mix until they released their album the following year in 96. Uh, Starseeds are about as 90s down to as it can get. Uh, lots of female vocals um, running through reverb, still kind of informed by early, well, truthfully, late 80s, early 90s uh, pop music, just under, you know, nine miles of reverb. Though very different sounding than what we got... Um, uh, 15 years later with things like Keep Shelly in Athens where they did kind of the same thing, but it's a very different kind of reverb, if you will. Follow the Star Seeds with Human Mesh Dance. That was Deep Phase. That is from the album Mindflower, which came out all the way back in 1994. Uh, Human Mesh Dance is Taylor Dupree, D-E-U-P-R-E-E, -E -E, best known as Taylor 808, um, a member of uh, Prototype 909 that were a live techno act in the early 90s and very famous among the techno cognoscenti at the time. Uh, Taylor records under a bunch of different names, um, primarily uh, uh, Human Mesh Dance and actually under his own name now, uh, Taylor Dupree. He has put out a pile of albums 
really post-millennium. He did three in the 90s under this name, but he's done, uh, I'm not kidding here. He's done uh, 43 albums under his real name, um, and 40 of them are post-millennium. And I've sampled a number of them, and I'm going to be honest here, they're all wank. Taylor was part of a collective that was in the right place at the right time. He made some good music in the 90s, and he has been um, up his own arse, as the Brits have would say, ever since. Uh, followed Human Mesh Dance with Alter Ego. That was Mescal, the Two Lone Swordsman dub, which is from uh, a bunch of different releases. I have it on Alterism, which is a mid-90s collection of uh, remixes of Alter Ego by a bunch of different people, including Alter Ego. Uh, that one, of course, is by uh, the Two Lone Swordsman, which is uh, Andrew Weatherall and uh, his pal um, uh, Keith Tenniswood, occasionally with Nina Walsh on vocals. Andrew Weatherall, of course, died uh, about a year ago, February of 2020. Entirely too young. The man was um, born in the in 63, but he had uh, a long... Uh, ailment and he died of a pulmonary embolism at age 56 um he would have been 57 later that year in fact uh andrew weatherall is a man i could talk about for several hours but as i mentioned i have to pee so we're going to keep moving through this uh alter ego is um a uh collection of uh german uh fellas uh roman flugel uh jorn uh Wutke, and uh some occasional guests uh producing uh, very German techno with some, particularly in their 90s output, some uh, strains of German trance, uh, both on record and live since about 1992. They are legendary in their native Germany and reasonably well-known outside of them. Uh, we followed Alter Ego with Static Sound System. That was Valentine, which is everything I like about 90s dub bass lines right there. Um, that is from their 1996 album Tempesta, which is their long player debut on the short-lived but excellent Cup of Tea Records. I have, on previous instances in the show, described at great length how I discovered Cup of Tea Records, and while I was blissfully unaware, maybe not blissfully, but decidedly unaware of the label for the entire time they actually existed, I did, in fact, um, stumble into one of their compilations 15-plus years ago and since have more or less strip-mined that entire label. In spite of the fact that they were uh, an also-ran in the grand scheme of UK trip-hop, they put out a lot of really good material in a short period of time, and definitely Static Sound System are one of the better artists on Cup of Tea Records. Followed Static Sound System with Boards of Canada. That was Turquoise Hexagon Sun, which is from their album uh, Music Has the Right to Children. which came out all the way back in 1998 and is kind of, you know, a landmark such that there was before that album and after that album. I didn't have it when it came out in 98, but I picked it up a year or two after. I had it before 2000, I can tell you that much. It was a very different age back then, because the information age wasn't nearly as information agey as it is now. And even though it got a fairly large uh, distribution because it was on a Mighty Warp recordings, um, it did not fall in my lap in 1998, but decidedly, IDM has not been the same since that album came out. Uh, and that track right there uh, is... It's not even the most iconic song on that album, never mind by um, uh, Boards of Canada, but it is absolutely, um, it certainly sums up everything that they were doing at that point and have done since then. Uh, the um, 
uh, lo-fi aesthetic, weird skittery percussion and um, detuned analog synthesizers. And weirdly infectious melody, I might add. Uh, Fallboards of Canada with Jens Bookert. That was Extinction. Jens Bookert is a rather prolific German fella who has been cranking out the down tempo for quite some time, going all the way back. Well, apparently, it's, this is funny. Discogs lists a whopping 27 of his albums, and I'm sure that's more than that, but they are only going back to 2000. I don't know what he was doing in the 90s, but I know he's still producing music. Um, <clears throat> this is from his 2005 album, Cafe Lagoon. Um, and I have said this before, but it remains true. I used to say that Jens Bookert's music is fairly samey. He's so prolific. The quality isn't bad, but he cranks out a lot of material that is fairly similar. However, in the last five or so years, I actually revisited a bunch of his previous albums, and I gotta say, yeah, actually, he's more diverse as an artist than I was giving him credit for being. He's a pretty good producer. Uh, he's also a very good landscape photographer, by the way. Followed against Bookert with Tycho. That was Into the Woods. That is new school Tycho. That is from their album Weather, uh, which came out a couple of years ago in 2019. I don't know exactly when in 2019. And on the mighty, well, formerly mighty, Ninja Tune Records. Tycho used to just be one dude, Scott Hansen, but now it's um, a collective. I don't know exactly how many, because um, when they perform live, there's a bunch of dudes on stage. The uh, artist photo is four dudes, but there's three guys listed being in the band. It is a collective. That's how I'm going to get around that one. Um, and uh, Weather was their 2019 album. It was the first one on Ninja Tune. Previously to that, they'd been releasing stuff on Ghostly International. Um, they just came out with one at the end of last year called uh, Remixes of Weather. It's called Weather Remixes, oddly enough. I have not got my hands on that yet, though. And they also did an album last year called Simulcast. They've been busy little beavers. Um, we followed Tycho with, did we run out of track here? No, we didn't. This is one of these wacky ambient songs that um, cuts in and out as it is wont to do. Uh, we followed Tycho with Pitch Black, the Kiwi dub monsters themselves. That was Ape to Angel, which is the title track from their 2004 it's, I don't know, call an album, call an EP. <clears throat> uh, Discog, strictly speaking, lists it as an album, but you could consider it an extended EP because... Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me while I get a sip of water here, and that is a bit redundant because an extended EP is an extended, extended play. It's kind of what it is, though, uh, because it's basically um, Ape to Angel and then a couple other tracks and then a bunch of remixes. Uh, Pitch Black really needs no introduction at this point. They are um, the pinnacle of a small but very long-lasting dub scene in their native New Zealand. Uh, Followed Pitch Black with Nacho Sotomayor again, this time Forget About Me, which is from his album La Roca Volume 9, which came out in 2013. As I mentioned, that's quite a long-running series. Uh, followed Nacho Sotomayor with Chantel, which is actually not a female. It's Stefan Hantel. That was, um, bear with me here, uh, Considerando, uh, that was the original mix, which is from his album Club Gorilla, which came out in 1995. I played the remix, the Echoplex 2000 at some point. Uh, that is his debut album under the name Chantel. He did put out a bunch of, e well, a number of EPs prior to that. That was the first album, uh, on a label that I'm unfamiliar with called Infracom. He eventually got on, uh, K7 Records, meaning that he got fairly wide distribution, um, and retroactively, I found most of his releases. Uh, Fault Chantel with Tosca. That was Work Song, the uptight mix. Uh, that is from their Fuck Dub remix um, anthology, I guess you call it. It came all the way back in 1997. Tosca is, of course, Richard Dorfmeister of Kruder and Dorfmeister fame and his pal Rupert Huber. Um, 
And uptight in this case is also sometimes known as uptight people. It's a pair of uh, Austrians um, who are not Tosca or Kruder and Dorfmeister um, <clears throat> named uh, Rodney Hunter and Werner Geyer. And they are primarily known for doing downtempo remixes of other artists. They did a bunch of remixes in the late 90s and early aughts and nothing since. I don't know what they're up to these days. Uh, followed Tosca with uh, a throwback to 10 years ago, actually. That was Hayoka, 2C Blues, which is from his album Mandel Bass, which came out in February of 2011. Hayoka is a uh, Russian fellow named uh, Andrei Olenev. He put out all sorts of, I guess you'd call it post-dubstep around the turn of the aughts into the 2010s, um, including an album called Marklar in 2010 that was my favorite album of 2010. Mandel Bass is the last release he put out in 2011, as I said, 10 years ago in um, February of that year, and he has done literally nothing since. He just completely disappeared. I don't know what happened. Um Having had a lot of time to reflect on his music, fully a decade at this point, I can say that uh, I quite liked a lot of it at the time when dubstep was still not entirely a dirty word. I mean, yes, there was plenty of horrible bro step between the time he wrote his music from 08 to 2011, but it hadn't become to the point where I never wanted to hear wobbly bass lines again. And as I said, what he produced was really kind of post-dubstep in as much that it's, um, it involves a lot of elements in construction of dubstep, but does weird experimental things with it. As a matter of fact, the first time I played that track on my radio show, uh, a friend of mine who was listening to, at that point, Amherst College's web stream, I don't even remember what it was at that point, it was not Mixler, it was whatever Amherst was using before then, sent me a message said, dude, the track is skipping. I said, no, it isn't, that's just what it does. Um, and all sorts of other just weird quirks to it, um, which has mean that uh, even the lesser stuff, never mind the really good things produced by Hayoka, have aged far better than most dubstep, particularly bro step from that era. So uh, credit where credit is due. I won't be playing too much Hayoka going forward, but uh, I found a way to work it in tonight's set, so I did. And then we close things out tonight with Young Wonder to You, an artist I know nothing about, but significantly that was the Keep Shelley in Athens remix. Uh, that is not even on Discogs because screw you. Um, but I'm going to see if I can't figure out what year that came out. Um, 2012, it looks like. Um, which, uh, I love that it's like auto-playing. Thank you, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, do they give me an exact date, or are they just going to say 2012? I really hate SoundCloud for a host of reasons. Yes, December 3rd, 2012. So that means that is Keep Shelling Athens back when it was RPR and Sarah P., which... I think actually at any point in 2012, that would have been the case. She left in early 2014, if I'm not mistaken. She'd be in the band for another full year, and they'd even put out one album, which is one of their best. Um, <clears throat> and as I may or may not have expressed at great length on this show, I am quite a fan of Keep Shelling Athens, particularly of that vintage. So I would, particularly in years past, track down as many uh, remixes as they did as possible, because they used to put out quite a pile of remixes of other artists, and they have not done that nearly as much in the last few years. That is a shame. I'm Knuckle Dragger. This has been a special I Have to Pee edition of Testo. Not really, but it sure is now. If you enjoyed what you heard, I do this every Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight, invariably later here on Mixler.com. I will be back next week for more of the same, only decidedly different. Thank you for listening. <laughs>